Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Jason Leisure. Welcome to Hallis Intrigue. Jason, in this episode, we will talk about what we saw from Justin Fields the last couple days here in suburban Indianapolis and what we will not see from him on Saturday. All that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Jason, you and I are sitting here in a field next to a football field in Westview. Westview, is that the name of this place? Westfield. Westfield, Indiana. It's the north suburbs of Indianapolis. And I have never been here before this week. I've been to Indianapolis like more times than I Mm -hmm. could count. But I've never been to Westfield. Mm -hmm. It is nice. It's beautiful. It is really nice. And this sports complex, I don't know if you've seen the entirety of it. Mm -hmm. It's huge. And there are so many different fields and facilities. There's like in, an indoor field house. There's like uh, physical therapy centers on this property. There, I, I think somebody told me yesterday there's like 15 or 16 baseball fields. Oh, that, I, You can't even see them from here. That's in a total yeah. other corner. I'm guessing 10 years from now, one in three people in Chicago will have taken their kid to play a game here at some point. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. And, and they're currently packing. This is where training camp should be. Yeah. A oh, it's like amazing. This. Yeah. this is great. There is 7,000 fans were there for the Bears joint practice today. They're currently packing up and going back uh, to their home base uh, closer to the city. So if you hear a little banging in the background, that's just construction the people. Are. The Colts are wrapping up. Yes. And, uh, but Jason, we're not here to talk about uh, uh, trucks lifting barriers. Uh, we're here to talk about Justin Fields, who Matt Eberflus said just a wee hour, hour and a half ago, uh, will not play in Saturday's exhibition game. Uh, initial thoughts. Pat, I've covered joint practices before and so i've seen this done before yeah i think i told you about this um not that you didn't know necessarily but i think we did talk about this before we came here that it is kind of a thing when you have joint practices that the coach might decide not to play mm-hmm. any starters in the game right and they might say well those, that, you know those two days three days of joint practices that's game like work against an opponent there's no need to play them in a game mm-hmm. i was still a little surprised that Matt Eberflus did that. The question was, how much is Justin going to play on Saturday? And the answer was, he's not. <laughs> and that was surprising because he has not been convincing. He's had some good stretches and some right. bad stretches. Mm-hmm. He's not left you just feeling like, oh, this guy's good to go for the season. He's right? got it figured out. We're ready to go. No, he hasn't been convincing in practice. He was convincing in the seven snaps he took in the first preseason game. But I think uh, that we'd all agree that this is a lot more reflective. What we've seen the last two days uh, is a lot more reflective of what we've seen in the last month than anything that, that came up at Soldier Field the other day. Uh, I was a little surprised, though. Eberflus earlier in the week made it sound he did he he made it sound like Fields was going to play. He he at the very least did not shoot down the notion that Fields was going to play. He said that they came to the decision what late Wednesday night. Uh, or on Wednesday night that uh, that he was going to sit out. I, I'm not sure I disagree with it, but I don't think it has anything to do with merit. I just think I am more in the camp of preseason can hurt you more than help you because of the threat of injury. It can, but you wouldn't say that about a player at another position probably. Quarterback is so important yeah. that you're right, but... 
if Justin Fields was, if, if you had a player at another position that was the equivalent of Justin Fields, you'd say, mm, I think that guy needs the snaps. I think that guy needs to right. play a little bit. Not not because preseason games are so important, but just because he needs to get better. He yeah. needs the practice. Yeah, I mean, Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright was drafted one spot ahead of Justin Fields. Uh, you know, he played the first quarter the other day, and I think he probably needs the work. I I think I'd be surprised if he played on Saturday, though, given the way Eberflus was talking. He said he was going to sit fields and select starters, <laughs> which I think might mean all the starters because a handful of them are hurt anyway right. and not going to play. It's hard for me to picture, Patrick, him playing some of the starters on the offensive line. It would seem like it'd be all the ones or all the twos. Well, and let's look at the offensive line. Cody Whitehair left practice today with what appeared to be a right-hand injury, so we don't know his status. Uh, going forward, Nate Davis hasn't put in a full practice yet since they switched to pads. So that's two out of the five right there who, even if everybody was supposed to play Saturday, might be sitting out. Um, so, yeah, it wouldn't make a ton of sense, I don't think, to have to kind of mix and match in that regard. And then when you look at the Bears' defense, I mean, four starters are hurt. Eddie Jackson didn't practice today uh, after having that collision with Michael Pittman the day before. By the way, on the list of people you don't want to collide with, Michael Pittman. Jeez, big. boy, big boy. Um, Tremaine Edmonds hasn't played since August 2nd. Uh, Demarcus Walker was back but didn't do everything today. Who am I missing, Jason? Um, uh, Jaquan Brisker. Jaquan Brisker still out. Uh, Terrell Smith was back again today. Um, Did you say Claypool? Uh, I was talking defense, but yes. Okay. Yeah, and Chase Claypool still out. So, I mean, we just named, you know, on both sides of the ball, eight, nine, ten people. It's a bunch of guys. It's a bunch of guys. Yeah. So, maybe this isn't that different than if the Bears uh, were going into it uh, the way they went into week one. The Eddie Jackson news is significant, by the mm-hmm. way, because that was an injury that happened late in practice Wednesday night, and there was not a lot of information about it at the time. Uh, Matt Eberflew saying not not going to be a factor, not going to be a long-term thing. And he said that about everybody, Patrick. He said that about all, all the guys you listed off. He has said all along, oh, none of these are like, none of these injuries threaten their availability for week one. Right. But but he also says that, hey, I'll let you know if it's something long-term. And, and this is the Bears' uh, injury policy during the preseason. Once the regular season starts and gamblers are involved, quite honestly, then we have injury reports mm-hmm. and, and a more standardized way of doing things. Iberflu but said, Jermaine Edmonds has been day-to-day for like three weeks. I was going to say, Demarcus Walker's last full practice before today was July 31st. Today wasn't a full practice well, right. for him. So, uh, so we're get, we may get to... Uh, what the, his next practice is Monday, so we're going to get to three full weeks without a full practice. And in Eberflus's mind, that is not "quote unquote" long term. Uh, that might be something that only us reporters care about, but it is it is a squishy descriptor uh, that he chooses to use. Well, here's something he does care about, though, Pat, is that he has said all these injuries are minor, but he does not think it's minor that he hasn't been able to get these guys together. Right. That is an issue when you have so many guys that have missed practice or Yannick Ngakwe comes in late and is still being phased in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demarcus Walker being phased in today. Mm-hmm. Like He does see an issue there. He has highlighted that as a legitimate hindrance to getting the defense ready for the season. And it's probably easy to remember, this was the worst defense in the NFL last year. Sure. And they've, they've brought in a bunch of new guys, and... Those guys do need to play together. Tremaine Edmonds specifically, right. as the quarterback of that defense, right. like he needs to be out there for himself, but he also needs to be out there 
because everyone needs to get used to playing with him. And Eberflus was talking, well, these guys can still do their, you know, uh, walkthroughs together. It was like, oh boy, awesome walkthroughs. <laughs> no, he ne- no, and Eberflus needs to see them out on the practice field. I presume we're going to get to the point here fairly soon where it is, uh, you get close enough to week one that you sit there and go, hey, if I'm going to be in game shape, I got to be out there. And I, I think we're inching closer to that. It might not be Monday, but uh, it sure, you know, it's probably somewhere between this next Monday and the following Monday. I mean, it's only two weeks after this, I think, of like preseason practice type stuff before you get into a game week. Yeah, I mean, it's two, it's three and a half weeks from now. The opener is September right, 10th. But you're, in a, but you're in a game week that week. Yes, true. You're not, this isn't like getting into shape on that Monday. Right, right. That's like specific game plan yeah. install type stuff well, for Green Bay. How about this? Cut day is a week from Tuesday. Like, and then once you've cut everybody, you are into game planning. Exactly, yes. So they will need guys there. I pre- I think we all presume that they'll be there, that they'll be ready then. But boy, it'd be nice if they were ready closer to now, wouldn't it? Yeah. And you have that issue all over the place right now where you have the offensive line has been unstable. The Mostly the first two levels of the defense have been unstable. The secondary has, for the most part, had their guys until now. Right. Until Eddie Jackson. And I keep thinking ja- Jaquan Brisker will be back any day, and I guess right. not. But um, you have Chase Claypool's absence, for example. <laughs> like, I, you laugh every time Chase Claypool's name come up, comes up, and so <laughs> do a lot of people. I do. But Chase Claypool is a big part of the plan this year. Yep. They don't know if that's going to materialize. Sure. We don't know if that's going to materialize. But I assure you, he is a big part of the plan. And him not being out there, not getting working with Justin Fields, mm-hmm. is an issue. And I laugh because he's a character. And I laugh because of the way he hurt his hamstring, which was kind while of... While trash-talking? While trash-talking. Right. Uh, but, but I do agree with you. I, I think he is their third receiver and I think if he's their third receiver and if he's good that's a great sign for everybody but you need to see him out there you didn't see him out there at all during the uh, OTA or mandatory minicamp period uh, and the best thing you could say about him until last week was well shoot he was you know healthy and, and, and now he's not uh, I, I want to get back to fields real quick Jason he was eight for eight in seven on sevens today with four touchdowns. He should be. If the sport was seven on seven, that would be very, very notable. But it's not. uh, We see flashes, and that's exhilarating. And then we see a lot of, like you mentioned, just kind of the up and down-ness of mediocre quarterbacking. Mm -hmm. Um, Could he have accomplished anything if he had played a quarter or more Saturday? Is there anywhere to go or or if i'm thinking of this as is he ready for the regular season or not is that just a dumb way to look at it in regards to preseason games well i think he's still a young player that needs to get better and needs those snaps yeah right to benefit from you know accomplish anything like is he going to make us feel better about it is he going to make matt eberflus and luke getzi feel better about it in a preseason game playing two three series probably not that's not really it but i think he needs the practice right i mean he literally needs to keep working at this you think about this guy he has he has played two seasons yep one of those was the rookie season with matt Nagy, where andy dalton was the starter mm-hmm. and there was like no plan in place for once fields had to come yep. in and had bad personnel around him last year maybe worse personnel on the offensive line right i mean he was sacked 
almost as much as anybody in the league. And he was hurt. He missed games for that. Like, he is very inexperienced. And some of the experience he has is not good experience. I th- so I think more practice, more work would be a positive for him. I think he's won five games. Does that sound about right? Uh, wow. Yeah, I think he's five and you twenty. Think that's the number. I think he's five and twenty. Yeah. And uh, I think nice. a little success. I mean, even you know, looking back last week against the Titans, a little success is a good thing. Like this guy hasn't been yeah. successful from a team perspective yet. Yeah, and uh, and even in an exhibition, I, I think that there's a benefit to that. Now, in a dome on turf, I know, but you start play games to, in domes I mean, on turf this but year. Those games like, ma- but those games matter. I know, but you can't just always be like afraid that they're going to get hurt playing football. You know, I, in the preseason, I, I I think I can be afraid they're going to get hurt playing football. That's that's why the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Typically, don't play in the, the preseason. Ones that don't need it. The Justin Herbert has Justin Herbert has never taken a preseason snap ever in his life. Aaron Rodgers hasn't done it since 2018. I would never sit there and say Aaron <laughs> Rodgers needed the work. I don't think. Yeah, but I don't know. That that's like saying that if I own a Honda and if you own a Ferrari, that neither of us should leave our cars out in a hailstorm, right? I guess. Yeah. I, You're not I'm going with the, the analogy. Okay. I, just because your car is nicer than my car doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I'm disincentivized <laughs> right. to protect it. Does right. it. Right? Can your car get better if we drive it a little more? <laughs> Matt Eberflus did not close the door on Justin Fields for the entire preseason. By the way, right. he said that they will figure out next week what they want to do with Justin Fields in the preseason finale against the Bills. I would guess he actually will play in that. I I kind of take Matt Eberflus at his word today that the rationale for sitting fields this week is because he got game-like work mm-hmm. against the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that won't be the case next week. Now, when you talk about the passing and everything like that, this is something we've been talking about with Justin Fields for a long time, almost the whole time that he's been a bear. Right. Pause for golf cart. And a forklift. Nice. All right, you're going to hear some clanging here in the background. We are on location. <laughs> um it's not just something that we're talking about when we say that he needs to be effective as a passer. Right. He, he cannot be a 1,000-yard rushing quarterback. Okay. Rushing, running and th- is going to be a big part of his game, no matter what, right. I think, for his entire career. And the ability to have a guy that can scramble his way out of a third and 12 yep. is a great thing to have. The Bears have said, well, Matt Eberflus kind of laid this out. He wants them to limit the running, essentially. And, you know, you can't decide all this right. in advance. you got to play in the moment. But he kind of wants it limited to like third downs and red right. zones. Like when it got to have it situation. Things that change yes. the game, not right. just first and ten, right. second and ten, whatever. Right. Um, that's something that we see. That's something the Bears have been talking about. But Pat, it's also going to be something that the opposing defenses are going to try to make him do too. Yeah, you remember when Mitch Trubisky uh, make him play quarterback? It was. It's going to be exactly that. It's going to be. Make Justin Fields show you he can do that. Load up, take away everything at the line of scrimmage for him, make him win from the pocket. And to be a successful quarterback, he will have to show that he can do that in addition to the things he's already shown you. Anthony Richardson's the rookie quarterback here from Florida, a place you know well. Um, you saw the Bears defense trying to make him do that today too. Yeah. And that's uh, it looked awful familiar. And 
Uh, a practice setting is a strange place to judge a quarterback's running ability because, honestly, when Fields takes off and run or, or to run or when Richardson does, all it does is ruin the drill. It doesn't teach anybody anything. It wastes a play. To yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. They're going to make him throw it. And that's what was encouraging, I thought, about the, the game against the Titans was it was nothing fancy. But it's amazing what happens when you give the ball to good teammates. It's something they've wanted him to do is take the layups. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know it's easier to throw an alley oop when you're when you've got Shaq with you. And I, I think that you know DJ Moore is he might not be Shaq, but he's give me a give me a, a middling or uh, give me a good but not Hall of Fame center. Give me a good. Uh, uh, oh man, they don't do that in the NBA. They all make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I do it real quick. Hassan Whiteside? What was your favorite, um, and, and, and then we'll go, what was your favorite moment from going to the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame? Jason covered, if you didn't read it, uh, Dwayne Wade. Getting in, wrote some really good stuff uh, about his Chicago roots and kind of what it means to him. Uh, had you ever been there before? Thank you. Um, I went to the Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame, last year okay. when the Bears were playing the Patriots. I went, it was oh. a Monday Night Football game, okay. so we had time during the day, and I went. And I, it th- was th- underwhelming. Thanks, thanks for the invitation, by the way. It was in Springfield, man. Okay. You think you would have driven out to Springfield, Massachusetts? No, no probably, probably not. not. No. It was underwhelming? It, the Hall of Fame itself there needs a lot of work. It's okay. not like the Baseball and Football Hall of Fames. But Ooh, they, did, okay. they do seem to know Because I think the Football Hall of Fame needs, a, needs work. That may be, too. Yeah, right. Uh, but they did seem to know that. And they were talking about, like, the plans to unveil a million-dollar exhibit every year for, like, the next 10 years. There's okay. this fund in place for that. Um I think the best thing was everybody has known for a long time that Dwayne Wade would be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I think the best thing, if you know his story, mm-hmm. and it's a very, very Chicago story, but if you know his life and what he's been through, the problems that he had as a childhood, as a, as a kid, uh, with his mom and her many problems and being in and out of jail and his dad being there for him, but his dad having problems too, right. and both of them being pretty young, uh, to see him be able to have that moment with first his mom and the closest that he's had with his mom for a while now. And then that moment at the end with his dad Mm -hmm. going into the hall of fame, like with his dad saying, we got here together. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool because you know, a lot of times family problems don't get resolved. A lot of times major rifts in your family, uh, major things where that happened during childhood, go unresolved you and carry that with you your whole life they yep. hurt you for a while and so it was good to see him it's good to see it all come together in that way and mm-hmm. that basketball was central to that whole journey for their family i'm gonna give you a radio talk show question and then we'll go see better than isaiah if yes. we're, you think so yeah well isaiah was a point guard so i mean it's kind of i know different I positions i guess but, it's but isaiah like from chicago isaiah maybe. is the chicago basketball player uh, Scoop Jackson, who, who writes for us, I think made a pretty good argument that Wade can be no worse than 1B. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think that's also a very polite way of saying he's probably 1A, but that's just that's just me. I guess I'm going with Wade, but I have recency bias. I saw right. Dwayne Wade's entire career. Mm-hmm. I was pretty little when Isaiah Thomas was playing. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, Jason, we will be here for the next couple of days, we will watch the Bears B team go up against the Colts B team, I presume, on Saturday. Uh, and we will check in from that game, most likely, uh, as the uh, as the golf carts pass and the forklift 
chugs by, Jason. Uh, why don't we say goodbye? For Jason Leisure and Mark Potash, who is still writing, I'm Patrick Finley. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back again really soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.